I am hoping for really, really, yeah. really good things. But at the same time, I'm I'm like saying that I'm ready for anything. Yeah. If if something not so good comes up, how am I going to use that as fuel? And how am I going to mm. continue to lean in and finish the race with respect, mm. not only for myself, but for the event um, with, you know, as much as I've got on the day. How do we become our best and live a life of meaning and purpose? In a world where the constant focus is on fixing what's wrong with us, we want to highlight what is right and good about you to help you live out your best every day. Hi, I'm Eloise Wellings. And I'm Rory Darkins. And this is What's Right Within. Hello and welcome back. Or if it's your first time today, welcome to What's Right Within. Today is a very, uh, let's call it unique and special episode because uh, it's in two parts today. Um, part one is right now, which Aloise is going to tell you about in a minute why that is special. But it's also unique because our laptop is sitting on top of a box of rice bubbles. <laughs> Aloise. Very professional around here, Rory. Enlighten us as to what this is all about. Um this is all about the Melbourne Marathon. We are down in Melbourne, uh, as you know, and we are going to run the Melbourne Marathon tomorrow. And we're here just to chat about it. And the rice bubbles are because we are carb loading. And that is my choice of cereal. And therefore now your choice of cereal for carb loading because you're just ghosting me, which is fun. Um, and yeah, just getting stuck into the carbs and full of nervous excitement mm. about um what 42.2 kilometers holds tomorrow well that makes two of us <laughs> um now a couple of weeks ago i was going about my merry way <laughs> <laughs> just normal life um and then all of a sudden things changed quite quickly like can you think back to what happened a couple of weeks ago when you decided to text me about this? Well, yes. Um, look, it wasn't in my plans either, Rory, okay? Um, but I, it, it happened the Friday, so two Fridays ago, I sent my well, our tempo results to Nick. And, Nick's your um, coach. Nick's my coach. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore your coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just doesn't know it. Um, but, yeah, he... And he sent back, you should do the marathon in Melbourne. Um, and then I was mildly alarmed by that statement. <laughs> uh, but before I could reply, he wrote back, just joking. And I'm like, ha ha. Um, and then we got chatting about how training was going. And um, he said, look, if you wanted to have a, have a go, then I wouldn't hold you back. I think that it's good experience um and you know another marathon before you run some real real majors like championship marathons um can only help you learn more about the event and I said can you give me I just need a night to think about it to sleep on it um knowing that we haven't done a typical marathon build-up like we've obviously ran London and I did a, a proper build-up for that but then that was nine or 10 weeks ago. Um, 
and since then, you know, like I spent two weeks in hotel quarantine and um, at least two weeks of not really doing much running. Um, so there's a month. And then the last five weeks have just been about building up to around, I think our biggest week's been about 120 kilometres a week. It's pretty big for me. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Just not for yeah. Just not for you. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm um anyway, we came to the conclusion that we were just gonna do it. Mm. And we yeah, we, we. and uh, <laughs> I basically wrote back to him um if you can get my training partner Rory in the race also, then I'll do it. Um, because it'd be great to to run it together and it'd be great to make it feel like kind of like training and um but obviously it's a race as well and we're going to compete and um then he basically wrote back five or ten minutes later and said Rory's in and we're mm-hmm. you're in as well <laughs> like the marathon so that was yeah. it so here we are here we are it's interesting how the um how we remember things because i've got the actual text <laughs> messages here <laughs> and so um after you introduced me to the concept of you running the marathon you asked me what do i think mm-hmm. and i said there's absolutely no reason why you can't run similar or better than london you've you have been training even better than you were leading into that so it's not a question of fitness mm. To which you replied, would you run it with me? <laughs> and I said, I would have to. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. I thought it was quite funny. Oh, right. I didn't laugh. Your reply was, lol, yes, you would. <laughs> I must have laughed <laughs> if I read lol. <laughs> but I did laugh. And so that followed on to me saying, if you're an I'm in, teamwork makes the dream work. And next minute, like I'm yeah. talking within 10 minutes, yeah. I had an email yeah. saying that I was and mm. Nick works fast. Yeah, very Easy. impressed. So um here we are, my debut yeah. marathon. Yes. Um yeah. How do you feel? I think is the bigger question. Okay. Well, at the time that night, it was a Friday night, two <laughs> weeks ago. Thanks for the two weeks notice. Um I definitely got really activated like I was like all right I'm running it now Mm. like my body was preparing for me to run it like that moment (laughs) it was so funny we had friends over and like I was literally like somewhere else yeah I was already running the race um and so yeah it's definitely um brought all sorts of feelings like heightened heightened stress for sure Mm. um but then when I slept on it I just like started getting excited about it um and then yeah i'm so stoked to be here and excited to be able to have a crack tomorrow um and i do think like i thought it was a good challenge for me given you know like the line of work that i'm I'm in i'm like well you know you gotta practice what you preach yeah supposedly so Mm -hmm. um tomorrow is my opportunity to try to do that um but yeah I'm, i'm really my main feeling now is like i'm excited and I think mainly because it's a um, like such a unique opportunity to be able to actually run with you. Like yeah. most of these big events, you there's like a male and a female mm. start line, right? Like you know you run separately, and so um, it's a great opportunity after 
the training that we've done together and obviously the podcast and speaking that we do together and to be able to join you in your element and just see what that's like you know Um, so I'm excited to see what it's like to you know to pretend to be an elite athlete for a day (laughs) (laughs) um my other question was how long do you think that you'll nasal breathe for how long do you think you will solely breathe out of your nose well little backstory is that I think um I've been nasal breathing in most, if not all of my running for a while. Um, and I get teased for it a lot, which I find not quite- Not for me. You, I'm not the bully. I do find it quite funny because like, it's not like, your nose is kind of good at breathing. Mm. Like generally it's what it's built for. So mm. it's not like that unusual to use it for breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I do realize that starting running, breathing through your nose can be a bit, um of an experience when you first begin which it was for me as well but um my goal is because I actually prefer that method now Mm. like most of the time I would expect and hope to do it most if not all the way Mm -hmm. but not like it's not dogmatic you know it's like we're obviously going to go through the drink stations so you're not going to squirt the drink up your nose (laughs) exactly exactly and so it's like you know we'll see and I think once you you know, uh, there's, it's an unknown space for me, those last, um, you know, 15K or so. So mm. um, I'm treating it as very much an experiment and like, how can I best breathe, mm. you know, given that, um, you know, I'm doing a PhD in breathing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, a really interesting experiment for me to go like, what actually works well for me in those different stages and um, yeah, open minded. So I'm sure tomorrow I'll know more than yeah. I do now about um, about what really works for me. Yeah. Um, and so, how are you feeling about running tomorrow? Now that we've had a couple of weeks to think about it. Yeah. Um, I feel good. I feel um, mainly peaceful and joyful about it. And I think I'm kind of taking the pressure off myself because. I haven't had the build-up that I did for London. And so although I know that I've been training better, I've been training better over a shorter distance. Um, Yeah, so it's just that tiny unknown of like not having done the mammoth marathon sessions that I did in the build-up to London, but I did those for London. Mm. So Mm. they don't go anywhere, Mm. Um, even with a couple of you know a couple of easy weeks and some you know reasonable training Mm. I think yeah I think I'm just excited to explore the event more Mm. and to um it's I think it's it's kind of a challenge for me to go in where I'm only half baked Mm. (laughs) I really feel like uh you know I'm only I yeah a challenge to have a different build up and um see what what's that what that's like and mm. that might come up later on in my marathon career where i you know there'll be a really big one or um you know i might have an injury or illness and you know training won't look the same and i'll be able to hopefully look back on this time and go well i did all right then yeah you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. just and if if not then it, there'll definitely be you know as our mate 
Brad Beer says, it's the highs, the lows and the learnings, mm. you know, and it's the marathon is, is that it's the, you take away the highs, the lows and the learnings. And um, that's what I hope to, to get mm. out of tomorrow is just another really good experience, um, no matter what the outcome mm. and um, just run with joy. Mm. Awesome. And then part two of the episode will obviously hold you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. It's interesting, though, because, you know, a habit you and I have kind of got into in training is before each session, we ask um, a very simple question of each other, of ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about that and, and how, yeah. how we might use that tomorrow. Um, so the habit, I'm assuming you're not talking about the procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking about the successes. So before yeah. every session, we've... Um, been probably doing this for no last 12 18 months maybe mm-hmm. um and starting before we start each session like literally standing on the starting line we'll talk about what success is for this next workout and what success looks like to us um personally or individually and usually it's not based on the outcome or mm-hmm. the result. Well, there's one rule, right? Yeah, there's one rule. It can't be based on the outcome of the yeah. result. Um, and, yeah, usually it's something like, well, what was yours last week? What was your tempo one last week? My tempo one last week um, was keeping my breathing relaxed. Yeah. So it was like um, I was actually, I said it slightly differently. It was like how pleasant can I breathe? how pleasantly and that's probably not even a word but that's what it worked for me how pleasantly can I breathe on this tempo yeah because it was just like a challenge to say all right well it's tempo so it's not all out yeah. like see what you can do to mm. just keep your breathing feeling as good as you can yeah um yeah and I think there's uh, I can't remember but there's been like for example I know that we've done workouts on really hot days and it's how calm can I stay when I start to get really hot? Mm, mm. Like how calm, how relaxed mm. can I breathe? How relaxed can I run when I start to get really hot? Yeah. When I start to feel the heat and feel overwhelmed by the heat. And yeah. um, and that was the goal. And that was, you know, success is. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And so what success is tomorrow? Yeah. Well, I hadn't even got there. You, you preempted um, the question. Well, we're not on the starting line, are we? No. Um, I think tomorrow is about um, how efficiently can I run between each drink station? Hmm. How efficiently and calm and how well can I manage my energy between the, you know, for 42.2 kilometres? Hmm. How well can I manage um my ability and my my physical ability and my mental ability mm. between the start and the finish yeah awesome and i'm assuming you want to know mine <laughs> um for me it's like really just about being present yeah. i'm like how present can i be to this experience you know and this is like a possibly like a once in a lifetime experience for me mm. um you know may never do a marathon again yeah. <laughs> no, but certainly to be able to line up and run with you like i think just be as present for the 
each aspect of the experience and um so present and curious for mm -hmm. me because i think curiosity you know because it's all new you know it's so easy to kind of try to imagine what it's going to be like but mm -hmm. um i think for me you know curiosity is so powerful to go well, I'm just open to all the newness and all the, yeah. you know, anything that could come and, and almost like um, just be really up for any aspect of, and so anything that could happen. So if I'm present and curious, I think that's a mindset that's going to, um, you know, leave open all the possibilities of things um, being really great, um, whilst also, you know, giving us what we need, I guess, to get through, you know, any of the challenges that are obviously going to come along the way. Like mm. it's a marathon. So yeah, it's not ever going to be easy. Mm. I think that that's, yeah, I mean, that's good. Can I have that? Can I take that one as well? For me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You um, can, yeah. And I like that because you do have to be so flexible and um, flexible in terms of like what challenges come up and, sometimes if you're expecting something to go a certain way and it doesn't then you obviously you've got to try and adapt in that moment and when you're if you expect those things if you expect the unexpected and you expect anything to happen then it's yeah it is about going in with that curiosity of like huh that's funny yeah, yeah <laughs> you know keeping it kind of light and not um yeah not not too intense because the intense is the intensity is already there because mm. you're already running as fast as you can yeah. for that amount of time, but um, keeping it light mentally and allowing yourself to um, just accept uh, what's happening around you and the thoughts that come in and go, huh, that's mm. curious that yeah, I'm yeah. thinking that again. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I think I remember before London when we talked, um, uh, we drew this up on a bit of paper, like how curiosity and judgment mm -hmm. are like almost two ends of a um, spectrum. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so much of the time what can really get in our way mentally is like that voice of judgment mm -hmm. that kicks into overdrive and is like, you know, trying to um, predict all the things that could go wrong or sort of plan for all the what ifs and um, and it's just, you know, almost weighs us down. And I think curiosity gives you space from that. Yeah. And curiosity opens um, opens your mind to just being like, um, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And like, I'm, what's the point of trying to like totally predict or control everything that you can't control, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's funny because I said that in a podcast interview before London. Mm. And the podcast was posted, I can't add on Inside Running or one of those um, podcasts. And someone commented under there, it sounds like a defeatist um, attitude from Wellings, yeah, I remember even before that. the race. I had such and a good I lulled. Yeah. And got fired up at the yeah. same time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I like you are these people. Um, but also, people are just people. Um, we say silly things all the time. Um, but I like, I don't. I don't see that like some people would look at that curiosity as like a defeatist attitude. Mm. Well, I just, I think that that's a strength because you're ready for anything, mm. you know, and you're ready for whatever comes and you're ready to lean in when it gets hard. And um, like, you're ready to, you, um, you're desperate enough to win 
and you're but and you're okay with risking losing to mm. do that yeah but and that's okay yeah. <laughs> so I don't feel like everyone totally understands that and that's all right yeah but like that's that's kind of where I was coming from is the like I'm you're ready curious. for anything yeah I'm being curious about this and I might it might not go as well as I hoped but I'm here to learn yeah you know yeah and it ended up going really well and I was really happy and <laughs> um and stoked with the way I raced so yeah and that's how I'm going in with tomorrow as well I just super curious about what um what what it's going to feel like where my mind's going to go and um what yeah what could happen what yeah. what could the possibility and the potential hold yeah. inside the race yeah yeah awesome yeah i do think sometimes we kind of have um a little there's like a little outdated kind of um view of what mental toughness is mm. you know like that to be mentally tough is to like never you know like never um show any kind of vulnerability for mm. example <laughs> you know but it's like vulnerability is the definition of courage mm. like and so for you to actually say that like i'm curious about where my mind is going to go that's like there's no weakness in that mm. there's just like the courage to be honest and authentic you know so i um, think it's it's definitely the mentality that i grew up with in like be like this is what you've got to say to be able to like stand tall and to yeah um you know be confident and be positive yeah. all the time yeah and but it doesn't mean that being curious doesn't mean that you're not being positive like yeah. of course i'm hoping for an absolute banger tomorrow yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's going to be really good conditions yeah like we're going to be running together it's going to feel like training but it's also a race like mm. um we're you know like we're finishing in the mcg how amazing i've had some great memories from there i am hoping for really really yeah. really good things but at the same time i'm i'm like saying that i'm ready for anything yeah. if if something not so good comes up how am i going to use that as fuel and how am i going to mm. continue to lean in and finish the race with respect mm. not only for myself but for the event um with you know as much as i've got on the day yeah and yeah i kind of think that that should be you know it should be everyone's like goal yeah. going in like whether you're at the front of the pack or at the back of the pack it's just being curious about mm. what where the possibility lies no matter what happens within that 42.2 yeah totally because i think with anything if you hold on too tightly like if you really like you know maybe take that sort of like it's like the old school view of mental toughness and you're like, I'm just going to will this into happening. Mm. Then you actually like by holding on too tightly, I think you actually close off some of the higher possibilities mm. of like, you know, cause there is such vulnerability in high performance because the definition of vulnerability is like when you um, can't control the outcome and there's risk of emotional exposure from mm. that. And like, no one can control the outcome. Mm -mm. And so like, just, I think being open to that reality of like, mm. I actually can't control the outcome of the time I run mm. completely. And I'm, but I'm willing to put myself in a position where I risk emotionally kind of, you know, it being a great day also, or, you know, not a great day, whatever, 
like you have to kind of lean into that unknown in order for it to have the potential to be great yeah and I think that's what the courage aspect of it is and um you know I think that's when when sport teaches us about who we are and and helps grow us at a kind of deeper level I think Mm. it comes from being in those situations where we get to choose like all right how am I going to respond to this and um you know like how do I want to be in 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 going through this unknown Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so I think that's the beauty of the marathon in a sense and certainly what I'm excited about is like that unknown of like all right how am I going to respond when it's really hard Mm. like and how can I get the best how can I be my best when I'm at my worst yeah or you know how could like when I feel my worst how can I bring my best in that yeah and that's like a challenge that I think is worth embracing without knowing how it's going to go yeah like you know Mm -hmm. it's about finding the answers in the moment of like all right find something Mm -hmm. that you can do something you can control yeah in order to move toward what you care about here regardless of what's happening around you or what's just happened or how you're feeling like yeah that's that's the challenge where we grow I think we really grow from so yeah it's exciting yeah and a little bit scary good luck thank you (laughs) see you out there well here we are (laughs) here we are (laughs) part two um Eloise it's pretty funny to me that we left part one on the note of you know you can't always control what happens um and you know it's about embracing the growth that comes from um leaning into the unknown and and the vulnerability that that brings and um yesterday was quite a day of that yeah, <laughs> um, it was and we're gonna get into the details of that soon and um and the takeaways that you know certainly um my takeaways from that and obviously your learnings and takeaways from the day but before we dive too deep um two questions one how are you feeling this morning one day after after running i actually feel pretty good i was surprised this morning when i when i got up i actually I did get up at 3 a.m. I woke up naturally at 3 a.m. this morning and like I was a little bit achy and I didn't feel like I could get get back to sleep unless like I got up and moved around a bit and then went back to bed. So, um, yeah, I just got up, did a lap of the house, (laughs) did a hot lap of the house. You ran a lap of the house. (laughs) I limped a lap of the house (laughs) Um, inside, not outside. That would just be weird. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, hopefully, I didn't wake Johnny, but um, yeah, he. Yeah, I feel. I actually feel heaps better than I did after London, which is surprising because obviously we didn't have the the same build up. I thought I would be. I was worried that I would be more sore. Um, mm. But yeah, I seem to have recovered. Maybe I'm speaking too soon because it's <laughs> less than what's just on. I saw 24 hours after. Um, but yeah, no, I feel feel pretty good. And um, the second question is, how are you feeling about the race itself? Because, um, you know, from my perspective, like you absolutely nailed um, our plan and also, you know, controlling what you could control, like not everything went to plan, but the things that you could control, you did an amazing job um, of, you know, of executing and also adapting as, as we went. So, um how are you feeling like you know overall about about the day that was the Melbourne Marathon yeah no I mean it was such an amazing race and so much happened within the race and the marathon has been like 
it's been said about the marathon that it is like truly an unfolding story for each and every person that mm. is running and and that's what it was and um I, there's like a a satisfied dissatisfaction <laughs> if that's if that makes sense um because obviously the a goal was to win and um I didn't get to tick that box. Millie had a great day. She's just on fire. And, um, you know, she's been, she's been waiting for, for a race to come up. I know that this, this is, I think, the fifth marathon that she's entered in the last two years. Um, mm. And this is the first one that hasn't been cancelled. So Millie just had an incredible day. Um, yeah, and she's, she's an amazing runner. And, um, yeah, so, that, I mean in that sense, I was kind of like, well, you know, that's slightly disappointing not to tick that box. But then the B goal was to, to get the world championships qualifying time. And, um, you know, when things happened that were out of my control in, within the race, I didn't think that that would be possible anymore. And so, um, you know, I, I thought I was looking at my E and F goals <laughs> more, more so just my E and F goals, yeah. um, which were just to finish. Um, but yeah, to kind of rally, I'm really proud of the way I was able to rally um, despite the um, mishaps. Oh, mishaps. <laughs> uh, I know what you're talking about because yeah. I was right there, okay. front row. But yeah. um, enlightened, <laughs> like I was almost right there. Like I wasn't right, right yeah. there. But yeah, on the on the course, I was right there. Um, so like I felt from the very start that I needed to go to the bathroom. And I tried to go as many times as I could, as all runners do before starting the race. This is like runner's but nightmare. Yeah, right? it really was. And it was my biggest nightmare going to London. And I didn't like, didn't even think about it in the race. It just wasn't a thing. Um, but this time was different. And yeah, I just felt like I had, you know, <laughs> I had bad guts from the very start. And um, I think it was like 5K, I said to you. Mm. Rory, <laughs> I I feel like I need to go to the toilet. And you were like, just, yeah, you know, cool. Just just run another couple of minutes and see how you feel. And I did that and I, I actually felt better. And then, yeah, I just kept getting waves of needing to go to the toilet. And like to the point where I couldn't um, take any of the earlier drinks as well. Cause I just didn't think that my guts would be able to deal with mm. the drinks and the calories. This is too much information. No, no, we're <laughs> drinks. This is fine. Drinks right. is okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, at 15 K we're running along um, the, the Beaconsfield Boulevard. And I remember seeing a toilet and the surf club toilet and I've stopped at that bathroom before on a run mm. on a training run and I thought if I still need to go when we come back to that point I'm gonna duck mm. in there and yeah I think we we talked about it a number of other times yeah. in that next 5k and um you know what I think what we did is exactly right like I was trying to get through it mm. and trying to not stop um, but it got to the point where it was like, I am, it's, this is going to slow me down mm. if I don't anyway. And so I'm just going to rip the bandaid off 
stop and then just believe that mm. I can make up for lost time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it was around somewhere around the 20K mark, right? I remember we were sort of leading a pack of the first three, um, you know, female um, competitors. And so, um, you know, we're right, right where we wanted to be, right in the mix. And um, yeah, and you, you obviously had to make that decision. Your hand was forced a little bit um, to, to duck off to the toilet. And yeah. um, I just remember, you know, standing on the side of the road just you know <laughs> letting my watch run and um and just waiting for you um, are you stretching i can't remember people have heaps of people have asked me what did rory do <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. someone I, honestly i did not it was it was pretty impressive work from you to get into that toilet as quickly as you did and, and then to get back out and um what i did in that time was um someone actually asked me a question one of the guys like you know i think he was just walking along the boulevard there mm. he's like how far have you run <laughs> like he just thought you know we're out for a run yeah how's it going and so i had a quick chat to him and then you sprinted on out of that <laughs> toilet block I did. I did i came out of there like usain bolt and you were like um we don't need to catch them in the first k yeah um guess that would just be silly and yeah so that I mean for the next few k I was a bit panicked and I could tell that like my coach and um you know a few other people that were cheering me on on the course were a bit confused a couple of k on when they saw me sort of 40 or 50 seconds behind by that point and um yeah I kind of said to them <laughs> I had to stop and go to the toilet and you know you and Johnny were like just let it go like just you know readapt like it's fine just push mm. on now and that was really helpful just kind of get my brain back focused mm. on the job at hand and um yeah I mean I felt heaps better physically mm. and then I could start taking on the drinks again and um, and make sure that I was going to be well fueled for the closing stages of the race. And um, yeah, and then it was just about just focusing on catching the very next runner. And thankfully, you know, there was a bunch, there was a group up ahead. Um, and, you know, every now and then there'd be a loose lamb that'd drop out of the pack and you go, okay, just catch them. And um, yeah, and just just trying to stay as efficient and as calm as possible, and um, yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> um, obviously it's it's not the sort of thing you ever uh, wish upon anyone, uh, let alone want you know to or expect to happen to yourself. But mm. you know, from my perspective, like I just was so um, impressed with how you know once you you accepted that that was the reality in the present moment that you um you know you just switched back to okay what can I do now what do I what's the next best thing to do like what do I do in the next kilometer the next five kilometers mm -hmm. and and you kept your eyes you know on what was right ahead of you rather than you know um dwelling on what had happened or you know wasting energy on you know trying to control something that you can't control and um it is pretty funny how you know the in part the first part of this episode we were talking so much about you know just the power and um choosing you know to controlling what you can control and I think you know there's 
those great sayings about um, you can't control what happens, but you can control um, your response. Mm. And, you know, I think that's such a great example of, yeah, no one can control whether you know you have a toilet emergency or not. But if it does happen, you can control what you do next, what you do with your mind, what you do with your attention, and then, you know, what the best next plan is, you know, because I know when you go into a race like that, you've got, you know, a pretty clear plan. Mm. And then suddenly you have to throw that out and come up with a new one in the middle. And, um, you know, I think you did that really, really well. And so that's what made it um, extra satisfying for me. You know, I remember, um, sort of fast forwarding, I guess, to towards the end of the race, you brought it home so strong uh, in the second half. Um, and then you dropped me beautifully <laughs> with uh, a couple of K to go. And I was just running along with this like massive smile on my face being like, we, you're here. Like, you know, you went from that moment to, you know, like making the absolute best of, of what you could control that was ahead of you. And to see you run into the, the MCG and, um, you know, in second place and knowing that you were going to do the qualifying time for the world championships and, um, and you're going to do, a, you know, a significant personal best. Like who runs a personal best whilst having stopped for a minute? You know what I mean? Like it's an incredible achievement. And I think in the long run, like no pun intended, in the long run, um, it's, you know, it's really significant to know like, you know what, I can trust myself to respond in a way that, you know, I'm proud of Mm. when things don't go to plan. Um, And I just think that's a great lesson for all of us because, you know, there's, there's um, so many things in life that we can't control and things don't always go to plan, but, you know, if we can respond in a way that is really lines up with who we want to be and, and whatever that is, then, you know, I think there's this deep satisfaction in that, that maybe is, you know, potentially more satisfying than the kind of in the long term than the, um, you know, the high of everything going to plan and working perfectly on the day, you know, like, I think there's this, this real um, substance to, to that, um, having that experience and, and knowing that you can trust yourself to respond in a way that is, um, that, yeah, you can be proud of so yeah it was really cool for me yeah, to see thanks. that yeah I, I actually read on my own instagram yesterday after the race that something that really challenged me i'm like i should listen to myself because i wrote a post that i did a post the day before the race and talked about celebrating effort and mm. um using every opportunity as um, every experience as an opportunity to grow. And that's, that's the reward, Mm. you know, despite potentially not getting the outcome. And in part, I I did get the outcome that I wanted Mm. because like the, you know, doing the world championships qualifying time, you've got to take your chances when you can. I don't know when, you know, or where my next marathon is going to be. And to, to get that box ticked is, Mm. is huge. And, so yeah, just super grateful, super grateful for you and um, your help and and obviously um, the whole team and yeah, Johnny was so funny after after you know obviously um, you know when I was getting the last few k he was just on you know on the bike just being the hype king <laughs> he was just yahooing through the streets like a madman and um, yeah just calling out 
he had the kids on the phone as well, which um, nearly brought me to tears. But yeah, I heard Indy yelling out, "Go, mummy!" And um, yeah, so that was fun. That was that really helped me to run strong, especially towards the end, which is mm. obviously when it starts to get hard. Yeah. And what do you do? Um, like well, we've kind of pretty clear on what the first half of the race and probably the halfway point was like um, mentally and physically for you. But um, what were you doing in that in those later stages to really get the best out of yourself? You know, we, we talked in the first part of this about be our best when we're at our worst kind of thing. And, um, you know, obviously we've, we've touched on how you respond to things you can't control, but what about when you're hurting and mm-hmm. you're coming in towards the end and, and you are, you know, probably feeling, I don't know if you were feeling your worst, whatever, but, you know, how do you get the best out of yourself in those times um, with your mindset? Yeah, well, I was just, I was honestly thinking about that, like just bringing my best when I feel my worst and you don't, you should be feeling your worst. If you've run, you know, like if you've run your heart out in a marathon, you should be feeling your worst towards mm. the finish line. But there's the excitement as well and the adrenaline of getting to the finish line. But physically, you're completely beat up. Mm. Um, but I was, I was, yeah, thinking about bringing my best like in, in that present moment and just trying to stay in the present. And even though sometimes it's this weird thing where like you, the closer you get to the finish line almost emotionally the harder it is because mm. you're like I've got a mile to go and it's only a mile but a mile seems a really long way now <laughs> you know yeah. and I don't know if I can do it mm. like um I think when you're so fatigued sometimes you do like those thoughts do pop up but I think just just quickly coming back into the, that that present moment thinking and running as efficiently as I could and you know just tap 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 like that's all mm. I have to do is just keep tapping away and um you know I had another couple of guys to try and chase down um who are ahead of me um in the, that last one and a half kilometers and I actually dropped my last drink <laughs> um that I tried to get but yeah that was fine I didn't actually really need it I had a bit of a lull and you know, slippery fingers. <laughs> Johnny was like n- not holding it. Straight. I think he was like really nervous or excited or something. So he was just a bit shaky. Like, yes, a bit shaky. <laughs> we laughed about it. Classic. Yeah. Like, you were running so so strong there. As I said before, it was just like it was something to behold. Just watching you fly ahead, I was like, "Go, you good thing." <laughs> <laughs> um, but you said there though, like about. Um, those thoughts coming up like, I don't know if I can do this. And obviously you're talking about, you know, the last mile, which, mm. you know, you, know you, you objectively you can run a mile. Yeah. Um, but what, tell us about those sort of thoughts that pop up during the race and what you do when they, when they do pop up, those sort of, I don't know if I can do this or, you know, there's a kind of negative thoughts that we all, we all have when we're doing things that are difficult. Yeah. Well, I think the main thing for me is to just, not be shocked that they are there because mm. they always come up. Like mm. it doesn't matter. You're doing anything challenging. Those, those, that voice and those thoughts will rear their ugly head. <laughs> and so, and I don't, I think it's important to not be shocked mm. um, and just acknowledge them and 
um, and then almost be your own, you know, cheerleader, mm. you know, um, like Johnny was there obviously to be my like external cheerleader. Um, but I like it, you, you have to be able to learn to cheer yourself on internally. Mm. And, you know, I practice that regularly in training and like, you know, even speak to myself in third person and, um, I was, I was telling myself how many laps of, um, to go it was of the track. So when I had a mile to go, I was like, this is four laps of the track. Like mm. I've got this, mm. like you've got this. Yeah. Um, and I thought I can do four laps. Like that'll be over in four minutes. <laughs> um, no, be over in five minutes, 40 or whatever I was running five minutes, 30. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, just go back to what I practice in training when it gets hard. Mm. And I think that's the, that's the beauty of it is that, you know, that's a skill or a skill set that, you know, if you practice, mm. you can count on it just like any other skill, you know? And I think so often, you know, the mistake we, we can make is to, you know rely on coming up with something helpful in the moment that we've not practiced before mm. but I think if any challenging situation or training session or anything is actually seen as an opportunity to rehearse how you want to speak to yourself you know um, in a way that is most helpful and most um, you know that best moves you towards what you're there for you yeah. know which is for you I know was to to know that you had given it your best effort on mm. the day and so yeah it's a skill set that's not easy and um requires training but you know when you can um count on yourself to be your inner cheerleader uh in a way that's really like robust it's not like you know warm fuzzy sort of yeah. you know because if you don't believe it it's not going to work yeah you know what i mean that's like true. it has to be grounded in mm. truth mm. and that's why practicing it so that you know when you're at you legitimately are doing hard training sessions and uh, coaching yourself internally like that, um, you know, then you've got all that body of work to, to draw on, to believe it in mm. the moment when you need it most. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a really, really cool insight um, for anything that's hard, whether mm. in a critic raises its head and, and yeah. kind of tries to get in the way. And um, How did you find it? Where did your mind go? It's your debut marathon. You've got, the pressure because I know you're obviously like helping me and helping me find a rhythm in the race and I've done that for others before and I actually find that more nerve-wracking because I'm you've almost got the responsibility of someone else's race on your shoulders um but how did you feel what came up for you in your mind in the race mm. it was really interesting actually as you say it was a completely new experience for me um I wasn't particularly nervous and I was surprised about that. Mm. I was um, really nervous at first, you know, when we first found out we were doing it. But once I got my head around the fact that it was happening, I think, you know, for me, it was so much about just having the focus off of myself. And, you know, like I had my, um, my little secret diary of how, you know, <laughs> no, in the, actually in the, um, the innate app that we've built, uh, um, you know, a lot of the questions are like, how do you want to be today? And what's important to you today? And, mm. and it kind of delves into, you know, like really 
getting clear on like how you want to approach any situation. And so I was kind of drawing on that to go, you know, I planned how I want to be in this and I know what's most important to me out here. And, and that was doing what I could, um, doing what I could to best help you in that in any moment. Mm. And I think having the focus off of myself actually helped a lot mm. um, because, you know, certainly the, um, the science around flow state kind of um, tends to support that too, that it's like when you're not focusing on yourself, you're actually just deeply focused on the, what the challenge in front of you and what you can do in the moment, then it helps you get out of your own way and into flow. And um, so it was probably an advantage for me that it wasn't all about me. You know, I think right. in many ways it was easier because it was not about me. Right. Um, so it was fun. And um but still going along because, um, you know, I, I felt that, you know, sense of responsibility of like, I want to, you know, do everything I can for it to be a great day. Um, it was really interesting, the thoughts that did pop up, like every now and then there would be that like, oh, I'm feeling really good. And then a minute later, it'd be like, I can't possibly keep feeling like this for the whole way. <laughs> Where's it going to all go wrong? You know? And so there's definitely that voice would pop up like, can I run another 10 K like this? And it was so funny because it wasn't really based on how I was feeling. Mm. It was almost just based on the unknown of yeah. like, oh, I haven't been there before. Yeah. So I didn't know. Um, and, and so it would pop up, but um, quite a lot. And I think my kind of takeaway from that, from my experience, you know, yesterday was, I really think that we, you can't mentally trick yourself into running a good marathon if you haven't done the work, mm. you know, physically, you know, you have to be ready to do it. And, you know, deep down I knew I was, you know, physically all right to be able to do it. Mm. But it was a question of, you know, mentally, can I, you know, be my best when I'm at my worst or when I feel my worst. So, um, I don't think you can mental mental skill your way into running a great marathon that you know you don't have the physical base for but I definitely think that you can put mental limits on that hold you back from being able to do what you physically could mm. and I think that was so striking to me yesterday that probably more than more than more so than other events that it's like um I think our those that voice in our minds that pops up and says Oh, can you do this? Maybe you should slow down a little bit. You know, it would, this, those small margins add up a lot. Mm. And I think um, it would be so easy for those little doubts to put um, limits on that, that really hold you back from doing what you're physically actually capable of. And I, I feel like that's, that was such a, a cool thing to experience for me to appreciate, like just how big an influence our mind you know, seems to have um, in those in various stages and almost either allowing us to express our physical potential or in trying to keep us safe from, you know, a bad day or safe from physically, you know, hurting too much or anything like that, how our mind can just put these little seeds of doubt that hold us back and, and limit our potential. And so, um, yeah, reinforce for me the power of, choosing you know to focus on thoughts that are helpful in the moment and choosing to focus on what matters in that very moment mm. as opposed to getting hooked by those 
doubts and going, you know, following them where they want to take you. Um, so it was an awesome experience for me to be a part of and to, um, yeah, and, and to do my first marathon. So um, thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> no worries. Thank you. Um, and so last little transition here is um, I think a lot of people will be wondering, like, you know, you obviously you've run two marathons in two months effectively. And as you just talked about, like you didn't, you don't do the full, you know, um, marathon build up specifically for two in a row like that, but mm. having run two in a couple of months, um, what's the next little bit for you? Like, so sort of two things, what's the next um, month or so look like for you? And then also what do you do to recover? Like, how do you, what practices or what things do you focus on in order to optimize your physical and, and potentially even mental recovery um, after running a marathon, let alone two marathons? Yeah, that's a good question. I think short term, it's mainly about like getting really good sleep. I think the like the last week, at least, since we pretty much found out that we were, well, since we decided that I'm talking about the, I'm acting as if we've been forced to do it. Well, but, I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, you weren't. You would have been so dirty if I had gone down there and done it on my own and had, didn't invite you to come. I would have had complete and utter FOMO. And um, yeah, no, I was, a, I was a willing participant. It was just, <laughs> it just caught me off guard when the opportunity arose. And I was, I was it was a quick decision, put it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. So I think now over the next, yeah, couple of weeks, just focusing on getting really good sleep and hanging out with the fam and, you know, all the things that fill me up energetically mm. and mm. Um, just relaxing and um, taking my time to come back. Um, to running um, or at least for sessions as well. Mm. I feel like I could go for a run today. I'm not going to. Shall we? Oh, no. um, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. Actually, I have to coach Indy's Oztag team this afternoon, so that'll be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I'll take my time mm. coming back and um, hoping to run the 10,000 metres at a pet classic mm, cool. late next month. So that'll be the next goal. Going to go altitude training for a couple of weeks. I'm coming, by the way. I'm oh, great. Told you, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, and Annie and the fam. Yeah. Great. Love it. Um, yes. It's like a family holiday. Yeah. But slash training camp. Training camp. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's my new life now. For a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're a marathon. It's right. Um, yeah. Cool. So I don't know what else. Like practically, mm, so uh, on sleep, for example, yes. like what do you do to help yourself sleep well? Like, what does that look like for yeah, you? Yeah, I I do a bit of a breathing exercise. Like, I try and wind down a lot better than I used to before I go to bed. Mm. Um, do a breathing exercise for about four or five minutes, um, which is courtesy of your innate app, the innate app. Um, that just helps me regulate my nervous system mm. and really bring things down to a level at which I can relax enough to fall asleep. 
And then even just thinking about it is making me sleep. Yeah, I could hear your voice. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to joke and say, um, oh, shall we just do that right here on the podcast now? Everyone listen up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll we will not. snoring in two minutes. We will not be recording um, in, in podcast <laughs> breath practices, just FYI. I don't think that's, yeah. don't think that's for us. But um, yeah, so with that one, if anyone wants to try it in their own time, it's just making the exhale longer than the inhale is the kind of principle we're working mm. from with that so breathing in comfortably um you can hold for a little while you know three or four or five seconds whatever's comfortable and then make an exhale longer than the inhale um obviously we've got sort of specific patterns that that work um you know within that but you know if you want to try it out and you haven't you know um checked out the app yet then you know just try focusing on the exhale being longer than the inhale mm. um, and if you can comfortably breathe through your nose do it nose in nose out um, which helps to slow the slow the breath down and um, activate that kind of rest and digest part of the nervous system yeah there you go yeah cool well um we will be doing some serious podcasting over our training camp and so we i'm shall. excited for um for those episodes and to you know um join you in this official capacity now as your as your full-time training <laughs> race partner um and uh you know we're excited for the build-up towards towards Zatapak um yeah next year and yeah and beyond um a final note you know like for me yesterday was such a great celebration of um like just life you know like yeah. seeing thousands of people all mm. at the you know such a um historic venue of the mcg you know i grew up playing cricket and so it was quite significant yes. to you know for me to be like wow we're in the mcg and yeah um and just seeing so many people out there you know community um everyone like so encouraging you know you're very famous out there on the course i have to say with the <laughs> amount of everywhere i went i was hearing your name but um jokes aside i think you know just having that sense of community and, and people being you know together and cheering each other on toward mm. you know everyone just doing their best on the day i just felt like there was quite a moment after um you know the long lockdowns that we've had and, and kind of the lack of those sort of mass participation um activities yeah. over the last few years and um i was really like heartwarming to experience that and yeah. see you know it's like the best of society in yeah. so many ways right when everyone rallies around like people's yeah. effort and strangers are cheering you on and yeah um yeah it was it yeah was it, was, awesome. it was it was beautiful it was beautiful to watch you know the four hour four four and a half hour marathon runners coming through at the end and you know like you don't you don't get it's not every day you get the opportunity to finish a marathon inside the Melbourne cricket ground like mm. it's so historic for so many reasons and it really was a, a celebration of humanity and it you, you know like a race like that um it unites it mm. unites people mm. and uh, whether you're part of the running community or not like this yeah as you say there was so many people cheering out on the streets and thank you to everyone that did mm. um cheer for us as we went by because it, it does help so much mm. to have um that encouragement and just that that lift um when people cheer you on as you're running and um yeah so it was it was so nice props to the to the organizers for 
for putting it all together and for doing all the hard work over the last 12 months, I'm guessing. Um, and, you know, going through all of the uncertainty of potentially having to cancel um, because of mm. COVID, but yeah, just pushing through and, and getting it over the line and getting everyone over the line. Mm. So good. All right. And so surprise Rory's wrap for you today. Yeah. I'm really stoked with um, how you went yesterday. And also like I was saying earlier, the um, just, it's so deeply satisfying to know that you've done your best and, and controlling what you could control. And I think, you know, my take home and, and hopefully anyone listening, you know, can apply this in their own way is that, that's what we can that, that's our real power is our ability to choose our response and to respond in a way that you know honors who we want to be and the, the type of person we want to be and it moves us towards what's important to us in that moment and I think you absolutely exemplified that yesterday and um, deserve you know the the qualifier that you got you know as a result of of your commitment to to doing that process and to um and to, to bring your best to those those small things that you could control at each moment. Um, and so, you know, thanks for having me be a part of that. It was, it was a lifetime experience for me to, to be able to, um, to share in that. And um, I'm really excited for, you know, the next, the next best thing the that's around the corner. Marathon build up. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Be fun. Thank you so much for your support throughout the race and, getting me through those vulnerable moments and um yeah which of there was plenty you know um and you know most marathoners will know that there's there's plenty of vulnerable moments between the start and the finish line and um yeah it was so helpful to have so much support out there and um yeah i'm just i'm relieved and i'm grateful and i'm excited mm. I'm really really excited so excited all right Thank you, and we'll see you again see you next soon. Time.